Are you ready to stop riding the emotional elevator of life? Are you ready to learn how to elevate your emotions that keep you psychologically traumatized or in an addictive behavior? You are in the right place. Here is your host, Sandy Bird, trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach of the Emotional Elevator Show. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to my second show here on Emotional Elevator. I am your host, Sandy Bird, on Inspired Choices Network. And tonight we're going to go into psychological trauma. And what is psychological trauma? So psychological trauma is what creates creates that negative effects in our body and in our brain. What the psychological trauma also does is it creates anxiety and stress and like kind of like what I'm doing right now, a little bit of nervousness and causes psychological trauma. Most people, since I've come from a long line of abuse, think psychological trauma has to do with the abuse that I suffered. Not necessarily, because once the abuse stopped, it's the things that I still created within my mind and my brain and caused those emotions that continue. And that's what the psychological trauma is. And a lot of people talk about psychological trauma as being PTSD. It's not necessarily PTSD. It can be something from childhood that you don't realize is causing psychological trauma with yourself. Last week in my first episode, Christine and I talked about a time when she was in elementary school and she wore her favorite outfit. And when she turned the corner, everyone kind of laughed. That created some psychological trauma for her. Just like, think about it. First time you do go to school and you put on that great outfit, like pink, pink's one of my colors. And you put on that outfit And maybe there's something wrong with it and someone laughs at you. So now every single time you put on an outfit, you've got to check yourself twice, three times, sometimes four times. Let's say you get even a little bit older and you get a zit on your face. So then you start rechecking. Have you ever walked by a mirror and you got to keep checking the way you look, your makeup looks or something? Could that be something where somebody in your life might have teased you or went, oh, look at that zit when you were young. It very well could be. So see, psychological trauma doesn't necessarily mean you had to have been abused. Doesn't mean you're mentally, emotionally abused. It just means that there is something that triggers you within your brain to create psychological trauma. So for me, a lot of my psychological traumas come from the fact that I was raised and I was always compared to an older brother. I was never as smart as he was. I was never as quiet as he was. I was too fidgety. So a lot in my life being told, you know, stop talking, stop doing this. I started harboring that within myself. What did I, what do I tell myself? That's part of my psychological, psychological trauma. Of course, I'm a little bit nervous. That's part of my psychological talk. What did I tell myself growing up? You aren't going to listen to me. So when I started a podcast, people aren't going to listen to me. Why would they want to listen to me? Because my whole life, what was I told? Shut up. Sit down. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. That is part of my psychological trauma. 
Now, that wasn't being physically abused at all. That was just going through things in my life where I was told, stop talking too much. Stop doing this. People don't care what you have to say. My mother would say that. Sometimes the teacher would say that. So what did I do? I took that internally. And now to this day, I still think sometimes when I'm speaking, people don't want to listen to me. So that is part of psychological trauma. Now think about this. You're 15, 16 years old. And you go for a job. You're nervous, like I am a little bit right now, putting this show. And you don't get that job. That can either have a positive or a negative effect on you. Maybe you didn't want that job. But just think every single time you go into a job interview, that's part of your psychological trauma where you're nervous and you're like, oh, they're not going to hire me. You start telling yourself negative thoughts. So that's what my emotional elevator is all about. It's about learning to shut up that noise, to tell your brain, shut up. I'm not that person anymore. My voice has value because it does. And that is what I decided to stop riding my emotional elevator and listen to that psychological trauma that's gone on my whole life. Because it is those thoughts. It's those negative thoughts. It's having anxiety when you don't need to have anxiety. Anxiety can be there to protect you, but it's also there sometimes to stop you from achieving what it is you want to achieve in life. So for me, my biggest achievements have been to work on my healing and to get past the psychological trauma. Now, I have layers and layers and layers of psychological trauma because of not only being in school, being told my clothes didn't look right. So now I make sure, you know, I wear the best of clothes. I talk too much, making sure I'm not talking too much, making sure what I say has value. Or you don't understand what you're saying. Now, what do I do? I re-talk before I talk because I need to know am I saying making sense? So that has a lot to do with the psychological trauma. Now, also coming from abuse, for me, that continued. It even made more and more trauma. Where my psyche was telling me, oh, that that happened to you because you didn't shut up. It happened to you because you aren't good enough. That happened to you because you're unworthy. So that's what this show, talking about psychological trauma, is all about. We're diving in to the psychological trauma that we do to ourselves. And all the stories behind the psychological trauma. Because I am in a trauma addiction life and spiritual coach. And I want to give you the tools so that you can reprogram your brain and stop those emotions behind it. So does this psychological trauma make sense to you? Does it? Can you relate to this? Can you remember a time maybe when you're a little kid and someone corrected you it didn't explain why they corrected you. That's what some psychological trauma could be. Were you that kid that had the circle and you had that game? It wasn't a game. It was like a, a little toy where you had the circle. You had to put it in the, 
you had to put the square in the square, the circle in the circle. So you learn the different shapes. And maybe you try to force that circle in the square and somebody just came over and told you. That's not where that goes. Well, maybe in your mind, as a little kid, you think, hey, that that could go there. And someone corrected you, no, that doesn't go there. And it's how they said it to you or how you responded to it. If you responded with tensing up, that created psychological trauma in you. Because all of those times, it just built on us that we don't think we're worthy, we're valued, where someone corrected us without explaining to us the correction. Because right now, think about our lives right now. We are so fast, 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 that whenever someone says, no, you're not doing that right, in your mind, you don't know how to do things right. I don't know what I'm doing. Instead of saying, hey, it might be better if you did it this way. That wouldn't cause the psychological trauma. But the problem is, is, as we've gotten older in life, it's already built into us. And that's what the emotional elevator is about. Is because there's so many emotions that correlate with that psychological trauma. The emotions that correlate with it are the fear, the anxiety, the emotions of sadness. Just all those negative emotions come about because of some form of psychological trauma that we've suffered in our life. Now, just think about this. Is there any psychological traumas that you have that you think about in your life? Because we all have it. I'm a parent. I'm a grandparent. And I know there's been times where I psychologically trauma my kids. I know there was times in my life where my mom psychologically trauma me. I know there was teachers that psychologically trauma me. I know there's principals psychologically trauma me. Because it, it happens. And they don't necessarily know that they're doing it. So I'll give you some examples of my psychological traumas. Um, being a young child, I was in school. I was in the third grade. I remember this so vividly. And I had a teacher. He was actually one of my favorite teachers. And there was two Sandys in the class. Both of us spelled her name at the time with a Y. Mine is now E-E. And a note was written. Well, of course, I was talker. Go figure. I was also one of the ones I was kind of popular with all the popular girls. And this note was passed. And it said not so kind words about our teacher. And right away, teacher got the note. I ended up at the principal's office. Principal asked me, did you do that? No. He didn't. Principal didn't believe me. Why didn't he believe me? Because I had been a note writer all along. And this other Sandy was a quiet person. This was back in the days where you got paddled in elementary school. I got paddled. Basically, speaking the truth, that I got punished. So what do you think psychological trauma 
it did to me. I mean, think about that. I told the truth. I said I didn't write that note. But at the same time, because I had written notes before, my name was Sandy. It was signed Sandy. They didn't believe me. So how do you think that carried through in my life? That psychological trauma. Here I did. I told him I didn't do it. And I still got paddled. And I had to go home and tell my mother that I didn't do it. And of course, my mother did believe me. Thank goodness. Because she knew I would never have said what was said in this note. And I'm never going to repeat that. But at the same time, she knew when it came to it that I wouldn't have written that because it just wasn't something I would have written. But think about to this day how I feel when I tell the truth, when I call myself out. I will call myself out all the time because I never want to be in that situation where I didn't do something, but I still got blamed. I still got. I still got paddled. And that still to this day plays a part in my psychological trauma. So we're going to go to our first break for the evening. So thank you for joining me. Again, I'm Sandy Bird, Emotional Elevator. And we will be going to our first break. And then we will continue in so many more layers of my psychological trauma that you will probably be able to relate to. In the times in your life, when you went through moments where maybe you told the truth, someone didn't believe you because of an experience that you had before. I still have one more minute to break. So we will continue a little bit, but think about that. How many times in your life, if you think back, did someone do something to you that you still think about to this day? That is part of your psychological trauma, will cause anxiety, will cause those negative emotions, will cause a heavy heart, will cause those emotions that you don't feel like you have a voice. You have no value. You have nothing to say. We are going to our first break. So thank you for joining me on the Emotional Elevator. Again, my name is Sandy Bird, and we are here on the Inspiring Choices Network. And please, I welcome, thank you, thank you for those that joined me tonight, and thank you for joining the chat, because I would love to continue this conversation about psychological trauma and how it plays a role in our adult life. And what tools can we use to start working on our psychological trauma? Thank you. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. 
Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to sandy at emotionalelevator.com. Now, back to the program. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Emotional Elevator with me, Sandy Bird, and we're talking about psychological trauma. And I kind of touched on a little bit of psychological trauma that happened to me in elementary school. And as the years went, as I went through school, more things compiled on it. And that's what caused anxiety as I got older, caused anxiety in my own children, caused anxiety around the people around me because of the psychological trauma that happened to me. So I was telling you about a story in elementary school. There was so many stories. And if you think about it, anyone who laughs at us, who points out something on us, or just says unkind words, sometimes we take it in when we process it as our own, as our identity. And that's where the psychological trauma comes from, is the shift in identity where we take on the ownership of what other people see in us, which is can be their own psychological trauma that they're going through. If you think about if you've ever been bullied, I know I went through some bully times in my life. So when I was in fifth grade, we can go there. When I was in fifth grade, I ended up being the tallest person in the class. I ended up being the biggest person in the class. I just somehow hit puberty at fifth grade. And I ended up taking, I still have that picture of me in fifth grade. I was on one side of the camera and the teacher was on the other side. And if you look, you have to look at my face to see I wasn't the teacher. I was a student. So when that started, what do you think was my psychological trauma? I'm fat. I'm ugly. I'm Amazon. So I took that on. And I still sometimes struggle with my image. So that took on the image. I had struggled with my image. Even though when I got to, I'm going to say sixth and seventh grade, I was fully developed. I was bigger than a lot of people my age. So I wasn't Amazon. Then I stopped. 
point is, only five five. I'm what is called average height. But I stopped. I was so taller than some people, but I stopped then. And then weight just started coming off of me. But I never saw when that happened. All I saw was I was an Amazon. I was bigger than anybody else, even though I started getting smaller than everyone else because I had just finished growing and they're growing. So then high school comes and I ended up being selected as a teen miss, but I never saw myself as a teen miss because all I ever saw myself was as an Amazon woman, as this big person could never see the beauty within me. I could never see the beauty in my face because I had already taken on the role as an Amazon woman in fifth grade. So when I had my first like date, what do you think I thought? Oh, this is a joke. I think Carrie was out during that. So I thought it was a joke. Why would anyone like me? Why would anyone find me attractive? Because I wasn't. It wasn't this beautiful person, but I was. And that's what these roles play in us. And it takes a, it took me a lot to get past this because those are just psychological traumas that were from words spoken to me or things said to me. So take just words said to me and the trauma that did to me. And now, Take on an alcoholic mother. I never could mount up to my brother. My brother was always always smarter than me. He was always quieter than me. He always did everything that was asked of him. He never questioned anything. That was him. It wasn't me. But I, of course, was very outspoken. Go figure. I was very. I had a lot of energy. Um, Back in the 70s and 80s, ADHD wasn't known for. But I sort of told you I was an ADHD child. But the problem is, is we want to put a label on something when I just don't think like everybody else. I just don't take an education like everybody else. And that's a whole nother topic for me to talk about on the emotional elevator and the emotions behind that, because I was the round child that didn't fit in the square. And even with those learning, with me not being the average learner as everybody else and me being able to do some things and me not having sometimes to study and still I passed or I didn't focus, but I got things. I had labels around that as well. You're never going to, you're never going to amount to anything. You better start sitting still in school. You better start learning because you're not going to get anywhere in life. Labels, psychological trauma. Now I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. And that's what I started layering on myself. And that with all of that comes all those emotions and that's where the elevator comes in, is starting to elevate myself to get out of that, to get out of feeling like I'm not good enough. Then let's start talking about high school. And I was um, 
I haven't, I don't talk about this a lot because of the trauma I put on myself for it. I was gang raped. And that, even that alone, you get trauma from being raped. But nobody understands what the psychological trauma someone goes through, through that. Not everyone goes through the same things. But, and now when I, you know, watch some shows, think about it. With Jane now. Jane, the guilt. I was never good enough. That's why this happened to me. Maybe if I listened, this wouldn't happen to me. Maybe it's because I was ugly. You know, all that that had already started compiling on me and then this happens. And here's the other kicker to that. My mom was basically hush. We're not going to we're not going to talk anybody about this. But at the same time, let's go back to third grade. I didn't do it. And I got paddled. So when I got raped, I went back to third grade. And I was telling the truth. But I'm still to blame. So that is psychological trauma. Because... When you do go through something, so I went through something I don't see as violent, but it was just as traumatizing because think about it. Third grade, I got paddled for telling the truth. I did not write this note. I did not say that about my teacher. When I get raped at 15, so probably seven years later, and I want to speak up about it, but nobody's going to believe me. Nobody's going to think I'm telling the truth. That's psychological trauma. And I think right after that, people started finding out I'm a whore. So now we built up so many layers on the psychological train of my life. So then I never thought I was good enough. So I ended up going from abusive to relationship to abusive relationship. Then I remember high school. And this is what amazes me. I think Christine said this last week in my first show. And a lot of people have said this with posts that I, we had to write something in high school. can't remember. I think it was 10th grade. And I wrote this elaborate story. It's so wonderful, but I didn't follow the guidelines. And I need to follow the guidelines. I'm never going to be a writer with my vivid imagination. And yet I have people all the time that tell me, you should write a book. I would love to help you write a book. I would love to publish a book. But I still hold on to, no one's going to believe me. No one's going to care what I have to say. No one's going to read that book because my imagination is too vivid. Like, think about this, people. All these things create that trauma within us, and it's called psychological trauma. But in the next moments, we're going to talk about how do you start to break down those psychological traumas? What does it take to break down those psychological traumas? 
And anyone, please, any of this topic radiates to you when you're like, you know what? I need, I need to know how to break that psychological trauma I've been carrying around too long. Reach out to me, Sandy at emotionalelevator.com. Go to my website, emotionalelevator.com. Because I would love to work with people who are ready to let go of the years of psychological trauma that they've carried around. Because that's what this episode is about, is about the psychological trauma. And where does it start? And a lot of people think psychological trauma comes from you have to be abused physically or you have to be abused emotionally or you have to have gone through abuse. It's not even that. It's about being teased or ridiculed or when you were in elementary school and you didn't say the the right answer and everyone laughed at you. It's that. That causes you to question yourself, to continue to look in the mirror. So thank you. It's time for our second break already. Wow. Time flies. This is Sandy on the Emotional Elevator. And thank you for joining me tonight. And this is our second break. And when we get back, we'll talk more about the techniques to get through psychological trauma. Are you trauma. living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Sandy at EmotionalElevator.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you again for joining me. I am Sandy Bird from the Emotional Elevator. And I hope I didn't trigger anyone with talking about psychological trauma. But now, start talking about what techniques can you take and start realizing the psychological trauma and how to elevate your emotions. First, you got to realize there is psychological trauma. I think everybody has some form of psychological trauma, but it's how to recognize why you have psychological trauma. 
So were you called on in school and you hated it? So you get anxiety when you're going in a crowd of people or you're going to a meet and greet somewhere and you get anxiety and you don't know why? Could it be because you were called on a lot and you didn't know the right answers? Could be. Very well could be. Do you always, when you're walking by somewhere, do you got to look in that mirror? And I just turn my head like you can see me if you're listening to me looking in a mirror. But do you ever like got to walk by and look in a mirror? Is it maybe because at one point in your life you had a zit and someone pointed out and teased you? Could be. Or did you not like the way you looked when you were a teenager? Because maybe you had glasses. Maybe you had braces and people teased you about it. So now you always got to look at yourself to make sure everything is straight. Every hair is in place. Every, if you're a woman, your lipstick's on right. You know, if you're a man, your glasses are straight. That is just starting to recognize those parts of it. And how do you get past it? Is by telling yourself, that doesn't serve me anymore. Those days are over. It's, That sounds easier said than done. But when you see you're doing it, ask yourself, why? Why do I feel the need every time I walk by a mirror to look at myself? What is it that I'm looking at? Why, if you always are going out and you got to put on five different outfits to see how it looks? Maybe it was because you were teased as a kid on what you're wearing. Recognizing those. And using steps, I do a lot of breath work and hypnosis with my clients to get them to go deep into what is causing their psychological trauma. And it's amazing to me, so many people come to me and want to work with me and say, I've never been abused, Sandy. I've never been abused. So you don't have to have been physically abused, people. You can just had to have had situation when you were young enough and you just did not know how to proper process it completely because that's the point of all this when we're kids we don't know how to process corrective criticism because as we get adults if you're in corporate america or anywhere and someone says let me give you some feedback corrective criticism when you're a kid I mean, there are people I know that whenever somebody says, oh, let me give you some feedback or corrective corrective criticism, you already start tensing up. You get anxious. You're like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, it could have been because when you were a child, you were corrected, but you weren't corrected in a way your brain processed it. Because sometimes we don't understand as children because our brain hasn't fully functioned that when someone says to us, can you please be quiet? Can you sit down? Can you stop walking around? I'm going to kick you out of this classroom. That we don't see that as we are just expressive individuals. But as a kid, and you're always getting corrected, you saw that as a negative Connotation and your brain took that in as something negative. So let's just think about that for a moment. What steps would it take for you to correct that? Well, there's there's so many steps. 
to, I always tell people journaling. I love my journals. I really love to journal every day. And when something comes up and I'm like, why is that bothering me today? What, how is that affecting me? How is that serving me right now in my life? And then I can journal around it. And sometimes I'll dream about it because I'm opening up myself to figure out what is it that I want to learn from this experience? Because now I used to be one of those. I did. I walked by the mirror. Oh, is my hair exactly straight? Is, is my lipstick on? And then there was a time where I stopped wearing makeup and everything. And I still did that. And it was always on a negative side of it. Am I, do I look big? Do I look heavy? Does my face look full? Does my face look fat? What do I look like? I was already in that negative mindset until I really went through a transition where I could look in the mirror. And I did. And I tested this was one of my classes recently where we did a mirror exercise where you look in the mirror for I start off with one minute, but you can do two minutes where you just look at yourself. And the point is, is you're not really looking at your face. You're looking into yourself and you will start to find, find what it is and what your psychological trauma is. And about, about two, oh no, it was only, only a year ago. I went to Greece and I did a flying dress. And at first I was like, I could pick out all the flaws. And then I finally looked at it and went, oh my God, that's amazing. Look at me in that dress. I look amazing. But see, I had to reprogram my brain. And how did I do it? Because I looked at it and I stopped saying, okay, how is it serving me to see all the flaws? It wasn't. Because other people weren't seeing the flaws. I was the only one seeing the flaws. But when I was able to then say to myself, wow, that was the best experience in my life of a flying dress in Santorini, Greece. And that's what changing that psychological trauma does is when we can stop looking at the negative behind it and start looking a little bit on the positive because then you stop getting those anxious thoughts. Because think about it, when you're a kid and you got called on and you didn't like, and you didn't have the right answers or anything, think about how that could affect a job interview in your life. Or whenever you answered a question and it was wrong, just think the anxiety when you go into a job. Why are you anxious? Why are you afraid of the questions they're going to ask? Could it be because you might say the wrong answer? When you're describing yourself, there's no wrong answers. When you're talking about yourself and how you handle situations, there is no wrong answers. Now, it's not sometimes what you say, it's how you say it. But that's what psychological trauma does to us. It makes us anxious. When I was a kid, my mom tricked me one Christmas that we were going to pick out a Christmas present. We ended up going to the dentist. So do you think when I was old enough to not go to the dentist, do you think I went to the dentist for a couple of years? No. I finally went back to the dentist when my face blew up and I had to have a root canal. 
because I got an infection and I got an infection in my gums because I was traumatized and my psychological brain wrapped its head around that. So there's so many things that we've gone through in our life that we don't know why we experience this gut-wrenching feeling or this anxious feeling when we're doing something or why sometimes we can't just walk by a mirror without looking at ourselves. Because there was a time maybe in our life where someone teased us about what we were wearing or what we looked like or things we did, our body structure. So now we we fantasize, we over do things because of that trauma that we took on. Because there's so many emotions wrapped around our developmental years of our life. And it's when we can start to step back and go, okay, we'll use a job, for example, an interview. If you've had, let's say, five jobs, six jobs in your life, but you still get anxious going in a job interview, why can't you tell yourself, I've been able to get five jobs? You make yourself an evidence list. That was the biggest thing that I ever did. And I now tell my clients, my coach taught me the evidence list. So I'll pass it along. Because when you can sit there and tell yourself what you've done right when you're feeling things are wrong. Like last week, I can definitely tell you when we had issues when my first podcast launched and my mic wouldn't work and nothing would work right. And I had to use earbuds. Old Sandy, five years ago, would have said, well, that's because nobody wants to hear what I have to say. That's because I'm unworthy. That's because I'm unvalued. So you know what? I'm not going to do this. And I wouldn't have done it. But changing that and realizing that people do want to hear what I have to say. I coached people now on how to get past those emotions that we wrap around those situations in our life. and. The power behind that and the power behind becoming the person that you wanted to become as a child, but someone said, no, no, you talk too much. Nobody's going to care what, nobody cares what you have to say. You fidget too much. You should sit still. Maybe you're going to be a retail manager that never sits still for 20 years of their life. Think about that. Think about that. Think about all the times that you're criticized for something about you that turned into a positive. So that's what I like to work with my clients a lot about is when we can finally get down to the root cause of the psychological trauma within them from something that happened at five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We can elevate them and teach them new ways to think. So, oh my gosh, time has flown on this show. So we are going to our last break. And thank you for listening to me on the Emotional Elevator. And I am Sandy Bird. And when we get back, I'll teach you more tools 
about elevating your emotions around psychological trauma. So thank you for joining me tonight. And remember to make comments in the chat so I know if anything you want to talk to me about or reach out to me again, Sandy at emotionalelevator.com or at theemotionalelevator.com. So we're going to go to break now. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Sandy at EmotionalElevator.com. Now, back to the program. Well, thank you. This time together has gone by really fast. Um, as I was talking about, is some ways to reprogram yourself from that psychological trauma is by making evidence lists as to times where you didn't revolve yourself around what you're thinking, the emotions, the anxiety. Yeah, it's easier said than done, I know, to say, yeah, we can work on your anxiety. We can get you past that. But it is it is a little bit of a journey, but it you can accomplish it. It's another goal that you can set for yourself when it comes to your psychological trauma that you can accomplish. Because there's so many psychological traumas that I've overcome. I'm going to say overcome in my life. And the techniques I used were one, evidence list, you know, writing down the things that I worry I would accomplish. If I would have held on, like as I think about this, I would have held on to a lot of the psychological traumas that I went through. I wouldn't be on here today. I would not be speaking to you today. I would still be sitting in my room. Nobody cares what I have to say. I don't make sense even when I do talk. Who's going to want to listen to me? I've got nothing valuable to say. And my emotions that backed that up, which we didn't talk about, were, they used to probably cry a lot. I had a lot of anger. A lot of emotional anger. I cried all the time. And now I elevated myself. And see, that's what the the emotional elevator is all about, is elevating us ourselves to work on the traumas, not to get past them because they're still there, but it's to work on them to elevate your emotions. So when you recognize that little psychological keyword or 
emotion come up, you can recognize it. Thank you for joining me today, but I don't need you. I don't need to be anxious when I go on a job interview because I've done five job interviews and I've landed five jobs. Or I don't need to continue to look at myself in every mirror when I walk through the mall because I look the same that I did in the first mirror, that I'm going to look in the second mirror, and I'm beautiful. And I like how I look. You know what? The clothes I'm wearing today are the clothes I chose to wear for myself. And it doesn't matter because no one's staring at me. No one's looking at me. I'm going to continue to do the emotional elevator because what I have to say might be not everybody's cup of tea, but maybe that one person who says, oh, my gosh, she was speaking to me. Is going to reach out to me and we're going to work on it together. So that's what elevating your emotions and that's some of the tools to use to get through the psychological trauma. And you're going to want to stay tuned with me because next week, how does psychological trauma lead or play a part in addiction? Because that's what my topic is next week. Is Psychological trauma and the correlation with addiction, because there is some correlations. And that show is going to be interesting because there's many addictions that people don't talk about. There are so many more addictions people don't talk about. And like I said, how does the psychological trauma cause addictive behavior or addiction? Because that's next week's episode. This week, what I'm going to tell you is reach out to me, Sandy at EmotionalElevator.com. And let's have the conversation. How can I help you break the psychological trauma? And like I said, psychological trauma is not physical or emotional abuse. It is little things like being teased for the outfit you wore, not having the right answer in class. Maybe it was the right answer to you, but it wasn't the right answer. How that could affect the rest of your life by having to check yourself in the mirror, not interviewing well, or getting anxious around an interview. And how to create the great evidence list, because everyone, you should have an evidence list. And you should have something, a journal, something where when you recognize, when you're feeling this, ask yourself, why am I feeling this? Why do I have to change my outfit five times? Why do I get scared in a crowd? Why can't I go to a conference because I'm scared someone might call on me? Why can't I have a podcast? Those are all psychological trauma responses that we can work on together. You can have this podcast. You can go in that crowd and be called on. You can realize you can continue to go on interviews because you landed jobs. You can stop looking in every single mirror as you walk by because 
you are beautiful. And that's all about valuing yourself. And those are some of the emotions around it. It's just the anxious emotions, the crying because you're afraid, fear. That's a big emotion when it comes to psychological trauma, fear. Do you have fear? And what is causing that fear? There's so many techniques out there that we can work on together for you to pinpoint where it started and how we can get past it. Because we can reprogram your brain from psychological trauma. And we can reprogram your life. I'm 54 and I'm reprogramming my life. So what is your psychological trauma? Where did it come from? And how can we work together on creating a new you and a better you free of anxiety, fear, negative emotions, stress, just to name a few. Because I know we all have stress. But again, thank you for joining me. This is Sandy Bird on Emotional Elevator on the Inspired Choices Network. And remember, download that app. Because I am not the only host on that show that has powerful things to talk about. There's many hosts on this Inspired Choices Network that have lots of wisdom and encouragement. So thank you for joining me tonight. You are listening to Sandy Bird on Emotional Elevator. All right. Well, I have another couple of seconds to go. Seconds to go. So as I said, next week is going to be a great topic kind of putting psychological trauma together with addiction. And I was just moving my hands in front of there, showing the correlation, because that topic is a topic you don't want to miss because there is a correlation with psychological trauma and addiction. Thank you for listening to The Emotional Elevator Show. Sandy returns Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, start elevating your emotions and stop riding the emotional elevator that is stopping you from living the life you deserve.